Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mufuni, coming to you live from the upstairs room at Half Hill's own Lazy Turnip Inn. And it's listener letter time. This week's letter is from, let's see, aha, uh-huh, Yun Silverhope, who writes to us from right here in Half Hill. And she writes, Tosh Mufuni, where has the Half Hill report been for the last two weeks? Yun. Well, Yun. Thank you so much for a short and succinct letter. Professor Talib and I have been off visiting family and spending some wonderful time with my little nephew, Yi Lai, and his parents. I left a note with Jan Ironchin to drop by the studio to leave a message for our listeners, but as we all know, Jan has problems with notes on occasions, so I guess it didn't happen. Sorry about that. Anyway, thanks for writing. And now, on with the news. In local news, the Red Crane Society held a rally in support of the dredgers in Revendreth. After a short march around the village, the members gathered outside the Lazy Turnip to hear a speech from the always outspoken Irie Freeflower Ironchen, wife of our very own sports reporter, Jan. Irie told the small group of bemused onlookers that, and... Keep in mind, I'm quoting here. The Venthyr masters in Revendreth are oppressing the dredgers. We must do all we can to educate our dredger comrades about the class-based system that enslaves them. Afterwards, a bake sale was held, with the proceeds going to the printing of tracts to be taken by heroes traveling to the Shadowlands for distribution to the dredgers. Hey, folks. You'll never feel like a member of an oppressed class when you shop with the fine vendors of Half Hill Market. Whether you're an exalted visitor from a far-off land or from right here in the village, you'll always find what you need at the best prices to be found anywhere. Half Hill Market. Open every day all year round. A world of shopping right here in our own backyard. It's time now for Dwarven Dispatches with Eamon Wetbranch, sponsored by Nessingwary Safari. Last time we heard from Eamon, he was back with his unit in the Maw. So let's find out what's going on with him. Take it away, Eamon. Hello, lad. Well, things are going as usual here in the Maw, although I have noticed that collecting souls has gotten a bit easier as the lads and I get experience with it. And it seems like the soul prisons appear more regularly. Not good news for the poor souls being trapped in them, of course, but at least they are easier to find and release. The daily grind of it is weary work, but we're all looking forward to the big offensive and taking the fight directly to the jailer. There's talk about the camp that we may even get more information on the first ones, who we've been hearing rumors about. On a personal note, I've also heard that I might finally be able to get a pair of glasses. It's an embarrassing thing to admit as a hunter, but my old peepers aren't quite what they used to be, and it's affecting my aim. 
I came awfully close to putting shot right into my sergeant's uh, um, posterior last week when we were making an assault on Perdition Hold. I told him it was the poor light in this cursed place, but I'm not sure he believed me. So it'll be good to have a little help with that. Keep the home fires burning, lad. Thanks, Eamon. Dwarven Dispatches is brought to you by Nessingwari Safari, who remind you that no one is meant for defeat. Checking the Azeroth calendar, it's a quiet week here in Azeroth. The Dark Moon Fair is closing its doors for the month today, but in a little over a week, the two-week Midsummer Fire Festival will be here. It would normally be time for our weekly feature, Wandering with Velmic and Demesis, with everyone's favorite Draenei travel correspondent, Velmic. But Velmic is taking some time off, so our friend Eliandor is here to fill in. Eliandor, welcome back, long time no see. How's things with you and your twin sister, Shala? Oh, as well as can be expected, I suppose. Things have been a little slow lately, what with all the doings in the world. Shala hasn't had many assignments, to tell the truth. I suppose with so many people going to the afterlife voluntarily, no one is in the market for a professional to send them there. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, listen, I can't help but notice you seem to look very different. Have you changed your hair color and hairstyle? Yes, thank you for noticing. Shallan and I had a session with Pullock Swiftsnip, a fabulous little stylist we found in Area 52 of all places. Dreary little shop, really, but he's an absolute genius with color. Well, it looks great. But I've got to ask, what took you all the way to Area 52 in Outland? Oh, that. Shala took an assignment from Spymaster Thelodian, who is actually a distant cousin. Poor fellow. Seriously regrets leaving Silvermoon, and given what became of Kael'thas, one can hardly blame him. Seems Thelodian has some lingering grudge with a Netherstorm agent who gave bad information that resulted in the death of several adventurers loyal to the Scryers, and asked Shala to, um, deal with them. Oh, was this something that happened recently? No, it was years ago, but we have long lives and very long memories. Aha, uh -huh. and by dealing with this person, does that mean, um... Tosh, you should remember by now that my policy with Shala's chosen profession is I never ask for details. Yeah, sorry, go, go ahead. Very well. We met Thelodian at the Rusty Rocket Tavern, which I must say has very little to recommend it. It's a horrid little place, actually. Innkeeper Remy Didoso, if you can call her that, sells no food or drink, and the back of the inn is an absolute abattoir. Um, abattoir? Look it up on your own time, dear boy. So I was forced to seek comestibles elsewhere. At the recommendation of the one of the bruisers in the tavern, I went to see Mixologist Boots, a goblin who runs an outdoor tavern. Excitable little fellow with quite a lot of burn scars. Wow, burn scars, really? Yes, apparently in addition to being a bartender, he also develops rocket fuel for an organization known as Boom. Honestly, I question the wisdom of buying drinks from this fellow, but 
Any port in a storm. Ha, <laughs> I see what you did there. I'm sorry. Um, any port in a storm? You, you were in Netherstorm. It's, it's funny. <sighs> Whatever you say, dear boy. May I go on, please? <sighs> yeah, sure. As I was saying, he had a Hearth Glen Lambic that seemed safe enough. I had a couple and then decided to explore the village. Right across the way from Boots's tavern, I visited with Kablam Farflinger, terribly clever little fellow who built some sort of a transportation device called a dimensional imploder or ripper or some such thing as that. It seemed like something useful, but you know he refused to sell me one, saying that the plans were only to be trusted to engineers. I offered him an obscene amount of money, but he wouldn't budge. You know, Eliandor, to some people, money isn't everything. Please, there's no need to be vulgar. Okay? From there, I wandered around the village a little more and found an enterprising group of goblins working on some sort of rocket ship. Seems like they've been working on this for quite some time, but without much success. I stopped to talk to Rocket Chief Fuselage, and for some reason, he thought I was looking for a job collecting crystals. I mean, can you imagine? I don't know. It seems kind of exciting to me. Well, I suppose it would to someone like you. Hey! No offense intended. Anyway, as I was walking across a bridge that spanned some sort of mining activity, I noticed Shala down at the bottom of the gorge. She had something in a rather large sack with a spreading stain, and it looked for all the world like she was negotiating with one of the miners to bury it. So, I assumed her assignment was successful. Um, Eliandor, does it ever bother you, you know, what Shala does for a living? Not in the least, dear boy. She's frightfully good at it and is very well paid. And besides... One must do something to earn one's bread and board, especially since Daddy cut us off without a copper. Okay. I suppose if it bothers you so much, I won't talk about it in the future. We can always come up with some other excuse for our travels. No, 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 not at all. It adds an interesting dimension to the show. Creepy, but interesting. Well, whatever you say. Shallan I met back at the Rusty Rocket where she collected her pay from Thelodian, and from there we visited the bank so she could deposit it. Huh, that's interesting. I would have thought you'd do all your banking back at home in Silvermoon. Oh no, it's not safe to travel with that much cash. The world is full of dangerous people, you know. Yeah, I suppose Shala would know that better than most. Yes, she would. Well... Is there anything else you'd like to discuss? No, no, I think that pretty much fills the time. Thanks for filling in for Velmic this week, Eliandor. It's always interesting. Indeed. Well, I must be off. Shala will have wrapped up her business here in Half Hill, so ta-ta, dear boy, ta-ta. Okay. Wait, hang on. What business in Half Hill? Eliandor? Eliandor, what do you mean by business in Half-Hill? Eliandor? Uh, oh, dear. We're going to wrap up the show with a new segment this week, Professor Talib's Parables. This week, A Tale of Two Farmers.
The farmer who tills her land by hand knows her land well. She grows a wide variety of crops. She knows what to plant and where because she knows each patch of soil and what it will support. Her crops are healthy and usually yield a large harvest since they grow where they do best. She is successful and happy. The farmer who uses a yak to pull a plow knows her yak and finishes the plowing sooner. Her crop may be smaller and have less diversity, but she has more time to do other tasks such as raise sheep and care for the yak. She may even take up another craft like weaving. She sells a variety of products in the marketplace. She is successful and happy. Their days are spent in different ways because they use different tools, but the outcomes can be the same. As always, we are coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn, in the heart of Half Hill, the little town that time forgot and the years can't improve. Whether you're just passing through our fair village or are a local resident, we hope you'll drop by. And when you do, remember to ask Den Den for a cold, refreshing Storm Stout brew. Brewed right here in the valley by the fine Pandarans at Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. See you next week, folks. And remember, make your own turnip. The Half Hill Report is a fan-created fictional radio broadcast based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used in the Half Hill Report are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half Hill Report. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at Half Hill Report or drop us an email at halfhillreport at yahoo.com.